Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With my buddy Dan. Dan, tell me what is happening, my friend. Woo woo woo! Just party cop over here. Just a party cop. <laughs> here to arrest you for having too much fun. Just the woo man over What's there. What's going on, man? Woo! Uh, dude, we uh, we're here for the second leg of Concacaf, man, and uh, getting pretty excited about it. Getting pretty pumped. I mean, is there much to be pumped about? I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm still excited. <laughs> so. You haters, you haters that aren't going to the game, I'm pumped, and you can't take that away from me. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, we will talk about, to a certain extent, what happened last Thursday in Monterey. We're not going to like break down every goal of what happened, because no. nobody wants us to do that. We'll be gentle. But um, I do... Yeah, we'll, we'll lube it up first. <laughs> there you go. That's the technical term for it. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into some reviews and stuff here, but I do want to just point out what... Uh, one of our uh, listeners on Twitter, Leanne at Prairie Girl zero zero two eight, tweeted, and she's uh, yes. she, I couldn't have said it any better myself. So, uh, what she said was, "Don't skip the Sporting KC game on Thursday, you guys. They took us for a ride this spring, and you should be there to thank them, even though they are five down." And you know what? Could not agree more. So, oh, maybe maybe you're thanking them, or maybe you're cheering them into the Concacaf finals. How about that? Could be. Weirder things have happened. I mean, weirder things have happened, bro. I mean, they're they're very positive right now. They're gonna go out there and they're gonna fight. And if it's only like ten thousand people in the in the crowd, then the other ten thousand of you missed out. You're gonna miss the historic comeback. So, be crazy, man. That'd be freaking nuts. I just want you know. You wonder. Well, we'll talk about it. But hey, you want me to read some. Uh, iTunes ratings and reviews. Yeah, we got uh, four new reviews since our our last uh, review reading session. So, four of them, dude. Um, check this out. So it said, "Don't ever change," <laughs> and I just just want to sing like a love ballad <laughs> or something. Don't ever change. Just keep being you. Uh, this is from N. Stephen or Stefan, Stephen, Stefan. My previous rating review was lost when I changed usernames, but after I heard you guys sing in episode 78, which was Coos versus Bobby Warshaw, I couldn't go a second longer without giving my invisible pod friends another five stars. Understandable. You have to be more specific. I don't know what we were singing, but uh, I, I'm sure it was beautiful. Uh, it, they said, your commentary may be off the cuff and contain the occasional swear flake, but it's never below the belt, and that's the only filter I need. Since my last review, I've taken you farther afield than just the occasional walk down homes. I have now enjoyed you from KC to Paris and back, and from 900 feet to 35,000 feet, this pod holds up at any latitude, longitude, or altitude. Let's hang out this summer, because you're too cool to be forgotten. All that's missing right there, dude, is hags at the end. Have a great summer. <laughs> Keep in touch. <laughs> um... BFF or L. <laughs> uh, hell yeah, man. 
and and thanks for uh dude thanks for giving us uh another review even though your your username switched over much uh much appreciated do appreciate it thank you and steven and uh we got another one this one's short but sweet i now love soccer five stars obviously um by a creative type is the name of the person um i take it they must be creative uh I was never a soccer fan until I listened to this podcast. They are very knowledgeable and informative. Their passion for the sport really comes through. So there you go, man. Sweet. Short, we'll take it. Short and we'll sweet. Well, how about uh, how about Kevin DS13 saying it's a great way to stay caught up? Season ticket holder, and I still learn things from the pod. New signings, upcoming game reviews, and witty enough banter. <laughs> Crying laughter, raffle witty face. Witty enough. I feel like that's like a backhanded compliment. Like, eh, they're, yep. they're witty yeah. enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Crush this last one for us. All right, we got to bring in the blue hell to one of three Mexican countries. And uh, for those of you who watch Fox News out there, you know there are Burn. multiple Mexican countries. So, um, you know, hey, facts only here on the podcast. Um, there you go. Keep it, keep it simple. Monterey is about to enjoy Gerso's jalapeno. Full disclosure, this one, you know, let's take a time out here. This was recorded prior to last Thursday, so I don't know if anyone enjoyed Gerso's jalapeno. But um, I don't know. I love your show. Is that a penis thing? Uh, well, you know, I don't know. We're going to skip over it. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Um, I love your show, but the wife won't let me listen to it when the kids are in the car with me. To me, that means you guys oh, no. are doing it right. So, oh boy, there you go. Well, next time when he changes usernames, his next review will be like, thanks for making me get a divorce for putting your podcast down in the car. Yeah, I'm just saying, we weren't the ones talking about Jericho's jalapeno. He brought that up all on his own. Hey, so. hey I dig it, dude. You I'm all about Jericho's it. Jalapeno? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Portuguese word is for jalapeno. Hell, I don't know what the English word is for jalapeno, if I'm being honest. Jalapeno. I mean that's that's a Mexican that's a Spanish Mexican. I'm so freaking watching stupid. too much Fox News. That's a Spanish word, right? So it is. I well, yes. I mean, I would I would believe so. It's got the ñ in it. So there you go. Anywho, well, I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it translates to. So just Mexican pepper, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, thank you all for. We're gonna, we're gonna move on. Thank you all for your uh, five star ratings and reviews. Um, if you haven't done it yet, be like yeah. N. Steven. Go do it. He already did it, and he was like, I got to do Crush it again. It. So thank you all so much. And, uh, and yeah. And don't share us with your children. We're probably a, we're probably a good PG-13 podcast, I yeah. would say. Um, you know, but we, we if you want us to come speak at their, uh, you know, Cub Scout meeting or something, we gladly come talk about soccer uh, <laughs> and, and, and mold the young minds of, of America. I mean, that's not above you need us. A kindergarten graduation speaker and you're looking for one, we can show up and, and give an address to, to mold, mold the young oh, minds yeah. of America. So if you need a substitute teacher who has enough college credit hours, but not a college credit, not a college degree. I mean, that's, that's me. <laughs> Now Jimmy does have a college degree, but he's he is above the substitute teacher. <laughs> but I'll hey, I'll come in. I'll step in and babysit your class. There you go. By the end they'll know how to run a four three three and they will all be sporting fit. So There you go. <laughs> um anyway, we 
and they'll be like, suck my jalapeno. <laughs> yeah, they, that's that's probably true. <laughs> there, there are no lies. Facts only here on this podcast. We've already mentioned that. Um, facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Anyway, um, we are going to jump into some games here. This podcast may not go a full hour as normal uh, because Dan's been a little under the weather, for one. He's, yeah. he's, he's coming to you guys despite the fact that he is sick because we know you need your no other uh, pod. I don't so don't say that. I'm not. I refuse to get sick for more than 24 hours. We're just gonna call it a sinus <laughs> thing. Maybe the pollen's pretty high here in Olathe, Kansas. I'm gonna say it's a high pollen alert. But Jimmy, Jimmy's in like Switzerland right now. I'm, I'm, I'm well, close, close oh, enough. I mean, basically, not. I am in the the gorgeous Reno, Nevada, which is basically Switzerland. Oh, Reno. Yeah. So. Yes, going to some uh, terrible casinos, right. are you? That are. <laughs> Kind of cool, but not as cool as Vegas. I I don't even know if they're kind of cool. It's just like old Vegas, but worse. Um, So, Do they have Buffalo Bob's Casino? They had like a log flume ride in Buffalo Bob's. I have not seen that. I am across the street from a circus circus, but it is not the circus. I mean, it is the circus circus from Vegas, but it's like a miniaturized version. So... Oh, so it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's it's basically (laughs) a sad Chuck E. Cheese. Um, Dang it. Circus Circus is awesome. I don't awesome. know if there are happy Chuck E. Cheeses, but if there are, it's not what this is. Um, no. So, yeah. No, I'm here for a work conference. But, again, I packed up my podcast stuff. We're doing the thing. To you. So, I do have a uh, a conference event I have to get to shortly. So, let's jump on in to the soccering. Sure. Um, tell me, you know, we previewed the pod, or previewed the, the first leg of CCL on last week's pod, and, and I think we thought we had a chance. I don't know that we thought that we were going to come out of here with a victory, but we were thinking, okay, you score an away goal, you come back down 2-1, or, or maybe even 3-1, you're feeling pretty good. And the first five minutes of the game, I would say, Sport and KC looked like they were out on the front foot. Um, they were doing pretty well. And then in the seventh minute, though, um, we really saw the danger of this Monterey side. And that was what sporting KC had such a high defensive line. And Monterey is so, so damn fast that when they get you on the counter, they get you. And that's exactly what happened here. When uh, Rogelio Funes Mori had a pass right through our defense to Pabon and Pabon beat Melia for a goal. And at that point you kind of got the feeling like, ah, this might be a long game. At least that's what I thought. I don't know. What were you thinking? Yeah, I was thinking that. I, I was like, "Oh, let's see how we uh, how we respond." And uh, then that was the last thoughts I ever had, because this game got real ugly real fast, bro. And I was like, "Why are we all still awake right now?" Um, <laughs> it, it they're just they're faster, um, stronger. I mean, they they're a, a Daft Punk song is what they are. But they, faster, they just can't. You already knew it. That 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 that. I'll be the Kanye West version. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they 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 hit on the counter so hard, and you're like, these guys are these guys are crazy. Because when they get the interception, three other guys are like running the flanks, and I don't know, man. It was they, they were exciting to watch. If I was a fan of theirs, but at the same time, I was just like, oh, this sucks. But Man, they look cool. Yeah, I mean, look, they are one of, if not the best team in North America right now, really. So, like, let's not kid ourselves that we were yeah, really in for anything other than a probable loss in Monterey. Now, 
why is everyone on us? Why is everyone like Sporting really laid an egg? You know what? Sporting's the only ones who beat a Liga MX team. Sporting's the only one who's even in this position. So y'all can go piss off. I got real mad, man, reading a lot of MLS Twitter and stuff, talking about how Sporting really freaking blew it 5-0. You know what? Monterey's a great freaking team. Yeah. I think Atlanta fans in particular are just trying to make themselves feel better. And I think... Of course they are. How's the weather at the bottom of the table, you putts? <laughs> they uh, they had to take a break from from trying to fire Frank DeBoer, um, and uh, and so they had to complain about something else. And um, I think MLS did that MLS thing where they ignored us, and then all of a sudden we were like, "Oh, Sporting KC is actually really good." Hey, now we're going to pump up Sporting KC. And by the time they pumped us up, it was like, "Oh, you're playing the best team in North America at their stadium, which is one of the toughest places to play." Yeah, we've... and then we're going to blame you for losing to them. Um, when that's really what was probably going to happen all in the first place. So I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. But tough stuff. What? But once that first goal came, man, the others weren't too far behind. Yeah. It was like the gate was a little bit open and then they just smashed it open. Well, and this is the tough thing. So like, I will be the first to admit that like Peter Vermees tried to stick to his, his standard strategy of we're going to play out of the back and we're going to press high and we're going to hold a yeah. high defensive line. And clearly that didn't work because they caught us on the counter so fast so many times. But let's be real. If if Peter Vermees had sat back and tried to park the bus, which is not something that Peter ever does, but let's say that he did, do we really think looking oh, at the man. quality of this Monterey side that it would have been any bet? Like, okay, maybe we keep them scoring one less goal. And so we're coming out of here 4 0. But then the conversation around the league is going to be, why did Peter Vermees change up his tactics? Why did he try to park the bus? He shouldn't have changed what was working for them so well all season. It was a no-win situation. So, It's kind of crazy. I mean, think if we held him to two goals, man, because we didn't play any offense at all. Get out of there 2-0. Now this Thursday gets real damn exciting real fast. Yeah. But, I mean, look, they, they had such quality in the attack. And I think we – look, Funes Mori is one of the best strikers in North America, and we held him to zero goals. He had that assist. But, like, the problem is their wingers. Pabon, he's so fast. Like, everybody else is so fast. They got they got too much quality in the attack. And you look at this second goal that happened in the 14th minute. They're, they're, they're running with the ball down the right side. They, they whip in across, you know – Amelia gets a leg to it, but then there's just nothing he can do because there's too many Monterey people in the box. And suddenly it's 2-0 in the 14th minute. You know, I had one person tell me, well, if Sporting KC can hold him to two and, and steal a goal, come back 2-1, you know, that's not bad. And I was like, well, yeah, good luck holding him to just two the way that this has been going. So. Right, for real. And I don't know. I mean, we'll, we don't have to go through the other goals per se. They got a third goal in the 56th minute. Um they got another goal in, in the 69th minute because Johan came in and with his bull in a China shop self and decided that he was just going to start tripping people in the box, um, giving up penalties. That was the fourth goal. And then, uh, you know, after after they converted the penalty, then they got a fifth goal in the 76th minute with another bad giveaway from us playing out of the back. So, I don't know, man. All in all, 5-0. How are you feeling after that result? Like, are are you just sad or what? You just, oh yeah, but you got to scrap it. You got to scrap it and be like, look, okay, we came down here. Uh, game was, you know, it's at al- it's at altitude a little bit, and uh, you played a really good Mexican team. So go home, regroup, you know, uh, focus on your MLS game, and 
maybe you come maybe you come put up a good performance on Thursday. I mean, even if you score like three goals, like if it's three nil, I mean, that's respectable. Um, five five is terrifying, but I I'm gonna be there every step of the way, man. I I'm excited to to watch them go all out because you know they're going to pull out all the tricks. Yeah. So here, here's a little bit of context surrounding this Thursday night leg at Children's Mercy Park. So one, Sporting KC are down 5-0. And credit where credit's due, this is Sporting KC posted this on their website. I'm reading this from their five things to know ahead uh, of Thursday night's uh, game article. Um, but they, yep. you know, a couple of things worth pulling out here. Has a team ever come back from a five-goal first leg deficit to win a series? And the answer is nope, not in the history of the 57-year-old CONCACAF Champions Cup and or Champions League tournament. No team has ever even come back from a four-goal deficit in the first leg. So um, that's uh, that's not great. But on the flip side, uh, Peter Vermees is saying, hey, don't count us out. You know, we're coming off of a 7-1 to victory over Montreal, who's granted not Monterey, but the first four letters start the same. So, you know, close enough. Um, but Sporting KC at Children's Mercy Park this year have outscored opponents 15 to 1, and they've just been deadly at Children's Mercy Park. So I guess I'm saying there's a chance. I don't know. Do you think there's any chance whatsoever? Oh, man. There's always a chance. Is it a huge chance? No. Not really. I mean, Monterey's going to come in and just sit back, probably catch you on the counter, pull another goal in or something, but we're not going to give up, dude. We're not going to give up at all. That's not something they do. This team does not do that. Yeah, Peter Vermees pointed out Monterey just lost 5-1 to one to, to, to Toluca, so stuff happens. I think we have a good team. I don't think we are seven goals better than the Montreal, and I don't think we're five goals worse than Monterey, so sometimes games like that happen. We just have to respond in the right way, and I think uh, Cincinnati was a good first step in the right direction. So there you go, man. He's, uh, he's saying there's yeah. a chance and, uh, I think we're going to see all the starters people. I, I, I mean, I was one who thought, yeah, they're just going to throw the starters out against Cincinnati. The CCL's done, but no, man, I think we're seeing the starters on Thursday night. So I don't know. I mean, I think so too. I mean, cause do you need to, I mean, we're going to talk about this Red Bulls game coming up. But do you need to talk or do you need to play the starters against the Red Bulls off three days rest? The the slumpy, slumpy Red Bulls? I don't think so. I think, yeah. The, so getting a results at Cincinnati, which we'll talk about that, definitely helps. Um, you know, there. look, we shouldn't be talking about playoff standings yet, but Sporting KC is above the red line right now at eight points in the playoffs. They're, they're four points ahead of the next place team rsl so mls season is by no means lost we are just fine um the the blueprint while in ccl has been pretty much get three points at home get one point on the road and they've done that just about to perfection save that lafc game that we've lost at the very last second um after playing in toluca so yeah i i mean I think we maybe we might not see quite as much of a reserve lineup against the red bulls as we saw against cincinnati but I do think that there's uh you know, we're, we're probably seeing all of the starters on Thursday against Monterey because look, what, what was it? Tell the people what you have been texting me about why you think the starters need to be out there. It was something about like, they made this mess. They got to fix it. Right. So oh. 
Yeah, kind of like you made your bed, lie in it, you know, you made the mess, clean your shit up, man, fix it. Um, I think, I think a good coach will do that. Like, hey, don't make me put out any reserves to to deal with this deficit that you created. Have some pride. Go in there and dig yourself out of this hole. Builds a lot of character. I don't yeah, know. And even look, even if they can go out, and let's say they don't come back from a five zero deficit, because let's be real, that's going to be very, very, very hard. But if the starters are out there and they can beat Monterey three zero or three one or put up a respectable performance. I think there's a lot of pride on the line for these players. I don't think any of them are going to go out there and just be like, eh, it's over. I think they're going to want to say, Hey, we are not a five goal worse team than this Monterey side. We're a lot closer than, uh, than what that game showed. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I think, I mean, if you look at the shot chart, it's just unreal. Nearly every single one of Monterey's 18 shots came in the 18 yard box and they had 18 shots, 11 on target to our six on uh, six shots, two on target. I don't think that's happening at children's mercy park. So. I don't think so either. Um, do you have any sort of uh prediction as to, to what you think might happen on Thursday? Oh boy. I mean, not really. I think we all are, are thinking it, but I, I don't really want to say it. I mean, I don't want to say we're going to get, you know, they're going to come in and drop more goals on us. I, I want to enjoy a good game. I want to enjoy a fight. I mean, I want to see, I don't know, maybe I want to see Botan in there going out, go, you know, headhunting some fools. Um, you know, Fantas, Fantas made a couple mistakes in that game last week. So maybe, maybe he does throw Botan in there, give him a little different eye at center back. I don't know. I'd like to see some fouls. If you're going to go all out, you might as well get a red card, punch somebody in the butt, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> I, uh, I think Sporting KC wins this tie. Um, I think it's probably like 3-1 or 4-2, which yeah. isn't obviously enough to come back, but it, it at least gives you a little bit of pride. It'd be respectable. Yeah, it'd be yeah. respectable. So, but hey, get out there. Like Leanne said, go support the guys. Um, maybe you see a great historic comeback. And if not, man, this team went all the way to the semifinals in the Champions League. That's farther than they've ever been. And you know what? Monterey's market value was like 90-some-odd million to Sporting KC's 20-some-odd million, which only so much these guys can do. So True. And everyone's going to say that's just excuses, excuses. And it's like, no, not really. It makes sense. They have a lot of freaking money. Yeah, Peter even said in his post-game press conference, I mean, yeah, give me some more money. And I don't think that was a shot at the Sporting KC ownership. I think they're on board. I think Peter was trying to say, hey, loosen up these roster restrictions a bit. Sure. Let me spend. So I mean... Yeah, because there is a cap. I mean, it's not, but in the game of baseball, you don't hear anybody saying like, oh, but the Yankees and the Red Sox, they have all the good players. They have all the money. They buy their players. And it's like, well, hey, that's baseball. That's the rules. You know, no one's complaining about it because they, they, those are the rules they're given. Yeah. And just for the sake of consistency, I know people might be like, well, you guys were mad about the Atlanta and LA Galaxy situations earlier with four DPs. Didn't you not want them to have a fourth DP? I have no problem with adding a fourth DP, a fifth DP, a sixth DP, yeah, 11 for DP. Everyone. Like what, whatever you want to do, I am all for it. As long as everybody has the same notice and everybody is given the same opportunity to sign those players. I'm not here for 
adding a fourth DP a week before the season because Atlanta or LA can't fix their shit. Like you do that at the end of the season, give somebody an entire off season to say, Hey you guys, you know what? Next year we're going to have four DPs. Yes. By all means, I am all for it, but it's gotta be where every team can be on an equal playing field. Hell yeah. So that's my soapbox. <laughs> I um, dig it. But let's move on to this Cincinnati game because, uh, you know, Monterey, that was tough. Hey, we'll be out there Thursday, um, and, and, and hopefully they can turn things around. Uh, it's going to be on Yahoo Sports, just like all the others have been, and it's a terrible stream. But, hey, at least they don't cut to commercial in the middle of the first half Ooh, like ESPN did ESPN. against Cincinnati. Um, so you saw this lineup that came out on uh, on Sunday, and uh, this was – a reserve lineup to say the least. I mean, we had Nicholas Hasler who joined Sporting KC like what, two hours before this game. Yeah, right. Not that much longer. Um, Baroth and Fontas back there with Rodney Wallace, uh, left back. The only midfielder or forward who is a regular player, um, were Ilya and Johnny Russell. The rest of the players, we had Buzio and Gideon Zalalem making his first uh, appearance for Sporting KC in the midfield. And then Johan at a false nine and Kellen Rowe at left wing. So since he's not great, but they're they're not terrible. So when, when you saw that lineup, what what's going through your mind at first? Uh, well, I didn't get to watch this live, full transparency here. So I, I did watch it on uh, Monday, actually. And I'm my because you were uh, too busy being your own Felipe and scoring crazy goals like he uh, did against Montreal. That's right. I scored a Felipe Montreal goal. Um, that's not something your boy does. I'm very excited about it, and it probably won't ever happen again in my lifetime. So, dude, even <laughs> you know it was offsides, right? I told you it was offsides on the other guy who passed it to me. Yeah, I wasn't gonna tell the people. I was just gonna let you have your glory. No, but no, that's all right. well. I already tweeted about it. But Chris goes, dude. <laughs> He's like, if you want, I mean, that counts in my book. I was like, oh, it absolutely counts in my book. I'm telling everybody. I, I'll even tell them it's offsides. I don't give a shit. I put it away. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry, I get all worked up. It's very exciting. My first reaction was like, oh boy, Johan's at the number nine. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's only happened, I think, maybe one other time. I mean, he came in as a sub, I know, once. But you knew, you knew when Johan was there, this wasn't going to be a true number nine. It was going to be a false nine, which basically means he occupies kind of that space on the field, but he sits farther back. It was going to be Rowe and Russell, who were kind of farther forward and cutting in. Um, this team really kind of struggled in the first half. Um, if you look at just the box score, it looks like Sporting KC was the dominant side. But if you watch the game, um, I mean, we were talking as, as we were getting set up before uh, we started recording, you said yourself, since he had a chance to put like three or four, if not more away on us, they just couldn't score at, you know, random times for no real reason. So, yeah, we should have got smacked in the teeth plenty of times. Like Cincinnati should have put that game away. It was crazy. I mean, they had a chance as early as like 30 some odd seconds into the game. Kenny Safe was freaking point blank. And uh, Zendejas somehow came up big one of the few times he did on uh, on Sunday. Not to throw Zendejas under the oh. bus. but Dude, I don't know how to pronounce any of these people's names, by the way. And neither did ESPN. Is it, is it Kenny Safe? Is it Saif? Is it Seth? We, we don't even know, dude. Uh, the The announcers were all over the place on everyone's name. It was like... Johan Krezet, you know, it was a whole bunch of shit. I, I couldn't believe it. 
So I do know it is Kenny Safe, which I just learned last week. But safe, uh, it it's is, not Saif. It safe. It, I thought it was Saif, but it's Safe. Because what um, what nationality is he? I mean, well, he's he's American, but that's his citizenship, uh, anyways. But what what isn't he from like Israel or something? Or yeah, he's he's yeah, Israeli American. American. There you go. So, but he does. He's made some appearances for the U.S. Men's National Team. So, uh, um, safe. But yeah, that's how you say it. Safe. Yeah, I thought it was safe, but it's safe. I learned that from uh, some Cincinnati fans. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there were opportunities for there, but there were opportunities for Sporting KC too. Johan in the eleventh minute had what almost was a one-on-one with uh, Spencer Ritchie, but he came off his line and, and, and saved what, what was a potential opportunity for Sporting KC. Um, so there were chances, but it was uh, the first goal of the game came on the stupidest play. The stupidest play. It was the 17th minute, and uh, since he had a ball played over the top, and I don't know what the hell Zendejas is thinking, but he came way out of his box tried to punch a ball away that wasn't even in the box and uh Roland Lama got the ball around him and uh Fontes kind of hit him from behind some people said it was a soft foul I think it's a foul penalty Darren Maddox steps up buries the thing first penalty in the history of FC Cincy they're up 1-0 in uh the 19th minute so not great yeah. and that was I mean yeah it was a PK but it was interesting that the ref was going to call it on Ilya and he's Ilya's arguing with him the whole time he's like you're gonna That's give true. that to me <laughs> I didn't do anything and they didn't even use VAR to see if it was a, a PK they use VAR to see who gets this yellow card yeah. and Ilya even kept arguing after the yellow card was given to Fontas yeah they it was one of the four game-changing situations they call it case of mistaken identity so it was clearly um Fontas who, who hit him um I didn't have any problem with the penalty call. I know some sporting fans were mad at me on Twitter about that, but I mean, Ooh. there was, there was no goalie in, in the net. It was an open goal. Like you could argue it's, it's denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. You could also argue that he hit him in the back in the box. So I don't know, but did it bother you at all? Uh, not really. I, I mean, I, I, I trust Taylor Twelman a lot. Um, so if Taylor Twelman says it looked like a PK, I'm like, all right, Taylor, you know what you're talking about, you handsome son of a bitch. Let me tell you, Taylor went on a hell of a rant at halftime about pro and their lack of transparency, and I was like, yes, Ooh, more please. I didn't watch halftime. I mean, halftime on the replay online was not not there. They skipped right over it and went right to the second half. He might have tweeted it out. He sometimes does that where he'll tweet out his halftime rants, but he basically was like, dude, why aren't we doing what they're doing in the World Cup? In the World Cup, they'd go to VAR. You'd have a little side view where you could see what they're seeing. You'd know exactly what it is they were looking for. They'd communicate to the commentators, hey, this is what they're reviewing. And then they'd come out and they say, hey, this is the decision and here's why. And then you'd go on your way. Yeah. In MLS, that's with NFL pro, stuff, man. Right. With pro, it's just like, what are they looking at? I don't know. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And so Taylor. Then they just come out and draw a box and then they point. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> or they don't even, sometimes they just run on the field and then you just start playing. And you're like, I guess, okay, there's nothing. Yeah, they'll um, run on the field, won't won't draw a box, and just like wave their hands off like an incomplete pass. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, so, I mean, he was 100% right. And he and he was like, it'll even help, pro, and that's what I've been saying, it'll help 
pro. People will trust you more. People will have more sympathy for you and your decisions if you just tell people what it is you're looking for and why you're deciding what you're deciding. Don't leave it up to people's imaginations to figure out what the hell's going on. So, true. I don't know. Um, yeah, there there were other opportunities for Cincy. Um, Darren Maddox beat Zendejas in the first half. It could have been like three or four zero by now, um, but it hit the far post somehow, and 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 that was uh, um, that was the the way that 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 goal didn't score. Um, just before that, Kellen Rowe was wide freaking open in the box. Um, pulled a Wando and somehow missed a ball where it was just him and the keeper from like the penalty spot and not even the penalty spot closer and couldn't get it on frame. So um, just a weird first half altogether. And uh, I don't know. So. What did you think of, there was a lot of hype around uh, Gideon Zalalem making his first sporting KC appearance, the midfielder, the young 22 year old um, from Arsenal. Did you have much of an opinion on how he played before he got pulled out for Felipe? Uh, not really. It was kind of tough to kind of tough to see a whole lot, but it's uh, I don't know. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I that's I just it, just fine. So I, I, what happened to me is I kind of just like forgot he was on the field at times, which I guess you could argue. Well, does that mean he was bad? Well, n- not really. Like he didn't make any obvious errors. But he also didn't really make any obvious contributions. He just kind of was someone there. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think that it's necessarily his fault because he's a playing in a brand new system with a brand new team in a brand new country, and he has only been here for a short time, so it's not surprising. But there was a clear difference in how this team played and in the quality on the field when Felipe checked in for Gideon Zalala because suddenly Sporting Casey looked dangerous and for a while it looked like sporting kc might even come out of here with three full points um yeah bro that was a game changer when felipe came on it's unbelievable how much difference that man makes yeah he's so good he's so good at put it pulling the strings in the midfield at, at, at adding some creativity at helping Ilya Up connect master, man. the back line to the forwards um he's he's something else um sporting kc finally tied the game in the 62nd minute when uh, young Mr. Buzio, the 16-year-old, made a fantastic run and almost in a weirdly identical mistake that Zendejas made on the same side of the field, Spencer Ritchie decides to come all the way out of his box for no apparent reason. Um, Greg Garza makes a mess of it with Ritchie there because there was a miscommunication and uh, Gianluca Buzio was all by himself and just sends the ball into a wide open back of the net. 1-1 one, one sport in KC. So. That was crazy. crazy. I, I, I mean, I obviously saw the highlights before I actually watched the game. That boy. I mean, MLS is saying uh, all their social media. They're like, you better enjoy him while you got him. Because he will sign for someone in Europe when he turns 18. Man, I don't even know if he's going to make it till he's 18. Like. He's... I mean, he can't play till he's 18, right? Is that a real thing? He can't play in Europe till he's 18? Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Alfonso Davies just did? Like, he couldn't debut with Bayern until he turned 18. I didn't even realize that was the reason. Wow. I guess. I say Alfonsi. I think I said Alfonsi. The the, the Alfonsi. 
Yeah, he t- he turned eighteen uh, in November, and that's when he started playing for Bayern. I guess that's when Pulisic started making appearances for for uh, Dortmund too. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Josh the, Sargent with Werder I guess Bremen. just because you're not an adult. I guess I don't know. I never. I, I mean, I guess I knew that, but I just never like consciously put two and two together. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, he's he's not long for MLS. He's got quality. So, um, the question is, how is Sporting KC going to handle it? Are they going to do what they did with Eric Palmer Brown, where they just kind of let him write out his contract and then go over for nothing, but they keep his MLS rights? So if he ever comes back, that we get him. Or are they going to sell him for a fee? I guess it depends how big that fee is. But it's good. Uh, yeah. Either way, like you said, enjoy it while you have him because he's not long for MLS. Um, but hey, you know, 1-1 result on the road in a tough environment in Cincinnati. With that lineup, all in all, I think that's a good result, don't you think? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you like you always say, it's great to tie on the road anyways. But to to go out there and put out our, you know, arguably second best lineup thrown together. I mean, the only returners on there were uh, starters. What, Fontas was out there, Ilya and, and Johnny Russell. I mean, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool that they were able to even grind one out and come back from behind like that. Yeah, definitely pretty cool. Um, I do just want to You know plan- what, though? Yeah. Someone else said, I think MLS podcast, they said, now why rest Melia? Um, is that important? Like, does he need rest? He, it's a very inactive position, really. I mean, goalkeepers would argue the shit out of that, so don't come at me, goalkeepers. It's an it's an active position, but like his muscles don't need as much time to recover as the field players. So, just trying to get some Dejas minutes just for the hell of it. Give Tim the night off. I mean, what? Uh, yeah. I mean, look. He, I mean, there's a lot of travel involved, altitude changes, and stuff. I don't. I don't blame Peter for if Tim plays, we win that game. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. You're not wrong. So, I mean, I don't think he runs out like Zendejas did. Yeah. You're probably right. So that's a tough pill to swallow. I guess if you think about it that way, but you know what? On the road, a one, a one, uh, one, one result, not the worst thing playing your reserves and, and the difference, this is what I was going to say. I wanted to point out the difference between Cincinnati and sporting KC is their coach, Alan Koch, was saying that they he thought it was a good result for them yeah. at home against the reserve side. What a loser. So. What a freaking loser. I couldn't believe he said that. He's like, you know, bringing in a team like that, getting a 1-1 draw is just fine. Do you think their fans were like, yeah, it's just fine? No, they weren't because they were booing you. They booed at the end of the game. Yeah, so... I don't know. You could. I can never ever Alan imagine cock. Peter, Peter Vermees at Children's Mercy Park after a one-one draw against the reserve side, being like, "It's actually good." So no, even if it was LAFC coming into our place, you expect to win at home. You have to. Your home is a fortress, and especially FC Cincinnati, dude. You had like, oh damn near thirty thousand people there, and you're like, "That's a great result for us." Oh uh, no, it's freaking not. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I don't know. Weird, weird, weird thing to say for, by him. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go over the rest of MLS real quick. And then we'll talk about, uh, the Red Bull game just real quick. What we expect from that game before we answer some fan questions here. Um, galaxy beat the white caps two zero. 
the results of the week for me though, LAFC man, they ran rough shot man. over DC United four zero. So they're scared. crushed them. I mean, this league's nuts though. I mean, that that what does that even mean, dude? I mean, even San Jose won three nil. So we can't read too much into things. No, but I mean, I think one thing's clear right now: LAFC best team in MLS, and it's not close. It's not even close. Yeah. So. I mean, put put us in that conversation as we get back to regular MLS play, you know, and Seattle's up there too. But right now, if you had to pick one, you got to pick LAFC right now. And a little news from LAFC, they're saying Latif Blessing may not be back next year. Really? Yeah, they're saying he's uh, refusing a contract extension. He wants to come home to Father Peter. Not... Yeah, I think it's interest from Europe. Yeah, well, I mean, he's young, he's good. I don't I'm I wouldn't be surprised. So Yeah. But like the come on, man, the weekend of results, I mean, Colorado dropped three on Orlando, but Orlando dropped four on Colorado. Like this this weekend <laughs> was all over the place. Yeah, the Union beat FC Dallas, San Jose and, and ba- Portland, man. They are awful. San Jose beat Portland three zero, and Portland is just not good. In any way, shape, or Red form. Bulls lost at home 2-1 to Minnesota. That's true. Yeah, that's not great. Um, sorry, I just want to point out again that Portland has one point through five games. It's just making me very happy. Um, they were MLS Cup contenders last year. They were in it. Yeah. Just want you all to remember that. <laughs> Seattle beat RSL 1-0 one, uh, at home. Who would ever be a Portland fan? Uh, only only, only the, the dumbest. So... Only idiots. <laughs> um, I do want to side note quick about Toronto because they drew 2-2 at home with Chicago. MLS and Mr. Bobby Warshaw in particular need to get off this Josie is back thing that they got going on. They were all about Josie is back. Yeah, you got to calm down. When he played 22 minutes and tapped in a goal that I could have tapped in with my eyes closed. And then he scored one <laughs> other goal. And they're like, oh, Josie is back again. And then Toronto draws 2-2 at home at home at BMO field with a bad Chicago team. And, and you know what the headline is on MLS soccer.com TFC wrestles to what? draw with fire to stay unbeaten. How about Toronto lays an egg with bad Chicago team to draw at home? That's what it should be. Like stop trying. Like <laughs> you're so hot right now. I just, I mean, you're so fiery. Well, I mean, look, I love, I, I'm, I love it. Josie is fine, but you know what? Josie, jo- we're over Josie. We don't need Josie anymore. Josie shouldn't be the number one for the national team. Josie's not as good as MLSsoccer.com oh wants him to be. Like we've we've moved oh beyond the Josie Altidore era. It's over. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's that's my take that nobody asked for. Um, so yeah, obviously sporting plays Thursday and then they'll play again um on Sunday. Sunday. Uh at home. It's a night game. Against the New York Red Bulls. So um that'd be fun yeah i don't know what, what what do you what do you expect out of this game you think uh you think sporting kc gets back to their winning ways against the red bulls in mls i don't know do you think we play our starters i mean off three days rest i mean it's a it's a home game you kind of always want to put out your starters for a home game so i don't know man i, um, I think they'll play i think they'll play because thursday night's game is at children's mercy park i also think I think Peter Vermees, despite what he says publicly, he's not a stupid person. He's gonna. This is probably what he'll tell the team on Thursday night. 
go out, try to try to snag a quick goal or two. And if and if look, it's two zero within twenty minutes, and Sporting KC suddenly has seventy minutes to to try to just close a three goal gap. Then yeah, I think the game might open up a bit against Monterey. But if it's one zero or or one one or something at the half, like I don't think they're gonna unnecessarily expel a, a crap ton of energy. So I think that'll leave yeah, them ready to go for sense. the Red Bulls. I mean, New York's struggling. I mean, MLSsoccer.com called it there that they are officially in a slump. They that's their word. So um when a team's in a slump you might be catching them coming out of that slump, you know? So they, they've played here before. They, they know it's not an easy place to play. So it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of fire they bring and how we'll, we'll respond. Yes, sir. A uh, couple other uh, news worth noting. Um, Sporting KC is reportedly not going to sign a new striker, at least not in this window. Um, I know there were some questions about whether they would have to after uh, Hurtado and Shallowy went down, but um, Blue Testament and Sam McDowell have both reported that um, Hurtado and Daniel Shallowy are both uh, ahead of schedule, and uh, Shallowy is closer uh, than expected to return. He's already running without pain in his ankle, so um, they're not going to go out and just sign a quick fix um, that doesn't really fit. So I don't know. We'll see, but don't expect a. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, don't expect a, a, a new striker at least in this window. You still never know what's going to happen in the summer, but hey, we'll see. Um, and then just a quick note on Swope Park. We said we'd do quick notes on Swope Park. They had a bummer of yep. a loss to Bethlehem Steel, 4-3. to three. Had, A lot of goals. A lot of goals were scored. Yeah. It's just, uh, unfortunately, um, they couldn't pull it out. Bethlehem uh, Steel got a, a, a late winner. Um, so, you know. It's like 4-3, wasn't it? Yep, 4-3. Um, it was, uh, and one of our guys got, uh, made the team of the week and was nominated for goal of the week. So go check that out. And, uh, I don't know how to say his name or I would, but go vote for that dude. Are you talking about, uh, Jerome? That's the only name I'm going to hit. I don't know how to say his middle or last name, but his first name is Jerome. So yeah. What, M- M- Kelly or something? What, what yeah, is that? M- Kelly, I think, um, but yeah, Salt Park. Kelly. <laughs> Salt Park got out to a three-one lead in that game, um, but a seventy-third-minute goal, a seventy-eighth-minute own goal, and then that ninety-third-minute stoppage time goal is what put Bethlehem Steel uh, ahead four-three to give the Rangers a heartbreaker of a loss. So it's a raw deal. They played a lot of young guys, though. SPR played a lot of young dudes, so that's the one positive they took away is that they're getting their academy players minutes. Yeah, that's true. And like we've said before, that's really what they're there for. So, yep. Um, the last bit of news that's kind of noteworthy is the U.S. Open Cup is going to be on ESPN Plus now. Every single game you can watch on US, uh, ESPN Plus. So, a lot of people were torn about this. I, I kind of dig it because I already have ESPN Plus. But I think a lot of people were mad that they're like, oh, now I got to buy something else when I used to be able to just stream this and like Chromecast it to my TV. I get it. I hear you. But I already have ESPN Plus, so sorry about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited because the streaming quality will go up. It's $5 a month. I think a lot of it people should. already have ESPN Plus. If you don't, you know. But they got some good stuff on there. I mean, you get all USL games. You get now all U.S. Open Cup games. You get MLS Live. So if you yep. had MLS Live before, this is cheaper than MLS Live was. 
you get all of Syria, if, you get the FA Cup, you get all sorts of crazy stuff. You get a lot of a lot of college basketball, bro. Like some of those early Kansas Jayhawk basketball games mm-hmm. that they're not uh you know, they'll be on like a local station that Cox has, but AT&T Uverse doesn't have it or vice versa, something like that. It's also on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Some baseball, NHL, UFC. Is a, there's a bunch of UFC, UFC stuff. Man. The entire 30 for 30 library. We don't work for ESPN Plus. We just like it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. Maybe they want to sponsor it. Look at that. Let's get into uh, some of our fan questions. We can't get to all of them this week, but um, yes, you know. Eric Martinez asked, what are your thoughts on the so-called second string team? I think we already pretty much covered that. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. It's exactly what it was. It looked like a second team. So Yeah. Uh, Brian Ballantyne said, how do you feel about Gideon Zalalem's game time? I'm not sure if he's asking about how much minutes he's played or, or what his performance was, <clears throat> which we talked about a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. I think Peter probably didn't expect to give him a lot of minutes anyway. I don't think he was like, hey, you're going to play 90 minutes today. I think he probably told him, like, hey, I'm going to take you out right around 60. Because it wasn't it right at 60 where he took him out? Yeah, just about. So, so I mean, I, that's kind of the progression of things. You, you, He started him out at Swope, and then you go up a level, and you play 60 minutes this time. Maybe he plays 75 another time, and then maybe he'll be ready for the 90. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's it's not surprising. I mean, I don't honestly. I didn't expect him to make his Sporting KC debut this early in the season, anyway. So I was a little bit surprised exactly um, when when I saw him come out there and and was already playing for Sporting KC. Um, let's see here, Christopher Rogers. Um, he asked, "How do you think Zusi has been playing? It seems like he's not at the same level as last year." So I don't know. What do you feel about Zusi? That's interesting. Um... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like he's at the same level as last year. It also seems like he gets burnt a lot. Like we saw him against LAFC get burnt. He got burnt a few times in Monterey. Um, I mean, he's not exactly ancient history or anything like that. He's still great age, great shape, takes care of himself. So I don't know, man. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if it, uh, what he does against Monterey this week. But it does seem a little bit like, you know, he's missed a, a step. Yeah. But not bad by any yeah. means, you know? Uh, Drake Ewing, he goes, last week I asked for Western Conference power rankings, maybe Eastern or overall power rankings. So that's a, that's a big, uh, a big list, oh, wow. but how about we do, uh, like a, yeah. a top five for the league? Who do you think are the top five teams right now? Well, yeah. like you said, we throw LAFC up there. Um, I think we're up there as well. Um, Columbus crew are kind of crushing it in, uh, in the Eastern Conference, which is, Tough to say because Eastern Conference isn't doing a whole lot, but how about you do a top four? So probably what <laughs> Columbus and Columbus and DC up there with LAFC and us. So I think I mean Seattle. I think's got to be in there. So you think Seattle? I, I would us? put LA one, Seattle two, SKC three. I still think we're third because I think that CCL's divided our attention but i think when we're full on mls we're going to be third then i'd put well that's not what mls thinks they think columbus is columbus at four and i'd put actually if i if i had a fifth i'd I'd still put dc united up there i mean i think they're good i mean rooney got a red card against lafc like that game just got off the rails and and those happen so but i still think they're very good um very cool couple more quick ones real quick 
couple of this is kind of a funny one we got a direct message from ryan pendry he was like a few years back in fifa 14 i believe i signed in career mode for skc no other than gideon zalalem so does that make me some sort of transfer wizard and if so who do you want me to sign next for the club so who do you want him to sign huh. next for the club i don't anyone in all of fifa apparently i don't even <laughs> I can't even think of anybody, I guess. I don't know. I told him Timothy Weah, just because I love Timothy Weah. And we could play him yes, at striker, awesome. and he would score 45 goals a year. So, that's <laughs> that was my guess. Um, of course, people would be like, Ronaldo, Messi. But, like, you know, hey, if we get Timmy Weah, I'm happy. Um, and then lastly, and then this will be our last thing for the pod, Brian Scarborough emailed us this question. And I just thought this was kind of an interesting thing. Um Anyone else feel like there is something wrong with replays during a soccer game? Not that they happen, but how they happen. In a game that virtually never stops, wouldn't it make more sense to go split screen with the live feed for replays so we don't miss out on action during the game? We have now missed two goals scored, one by Colorado and one by Monterey due to replays. Uh, We also have missed decent spells of possession in the final third as well. Thoughts? So, I mean, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think? Because even WWE, even WWE wrestling does does replays, and and they keep the action going with a little split screen showing the replay of the move. I mean, you don't want to miss anything. So that's that's a great that's a great freaking idea. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't do like a little picture in picture or a side by side or something. There's got to be a way. But he's 100 percent right. Because I don't know. I mean, I know they try to wait for a lull in the action, but then you end up, you know, if there's a a, a bad giveaway or something, yeah, you can miss goals. So. He asked if there's anyone that we could talk to at SKC about the local broadcast. Um, unfortunately, it's not really up to SKC. It's up to Fox Sports Kansas City, and and I don't know anyone at Fox Sports right. Kansas City. Um, but if I if I ever do, I'll say, hey, Brian Scarborough says y'all suck and you got to fix it. So that's what I'll do. But all right, that's what I got, man. We're we're we we almost went the full hour, even though I said we wouldn't, but. Um, I know, man. I was kind of following your lead. I was like, you got somewhere to be, don't yeah, you? I uh, I got to be somewhere in a half hour. So I am about done here. But do you have any last words of wisdom for our good listeners? No, I just hope you all show out on Thursday. I think we uh, need to get out there, yell a little bit. Eight o'clock game. So it gives you a little longer to, to get to the stadium. And then Sunday, bring it again, man. That's a, a six o'clock game. So not too late on a Sunday night. Should be fun. Should be fun. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to everyone who gave us a, a rating and a review. Don't forget to go do that through uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nootherpod. Follow us on Twitter at nootherpod, at Dan Kuzer, at jcmax03. Send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, until next week, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Sniffles out. Yeah. He's coming